We're back, baby. We're back. Hey, we're back. <clears throat> Baseball. They say, just a sport. I say, it's a cult religion where me and nine other men get in, get our hands dirty, lube up, and go ass cranking as much as we can until someone wins. Fair enough? Good. So, we're going to talk really quick because people want to watch baseball. I'm not going to take up your time. Uh, and talk about these power rankings before the season, how people drafted, how I felt people drafted based off of everything, um, and how each each manager has done thus thus far uh, in in their time in this league. Uh, so I'll start off with the easy one: Big Steve, Elite's team, uh, Steve's Elite team. I'm sorry, a terrible name, just garbage. I mean, I feel like at this point, like. Because I'm calling it out so much, you're probably just going to keep it. But, like, it should it should change. That's just embarrassing. Um, he's the newest member, so he doesn't really have a history background. Um, you know, that punishment might be coming his way whenever um, the skankies, Dane, decides to make it up. I uh, was talking a lot about how I had ideas for it, and then I completely forgot. Dane won manager of the month. That actually makes him 100%. Um, the one who gets to pick it, I believe, is last year's April or May um, winner got to choose that. So um, that's up to him. Whatever he he wants uh, Steve to do, because he's taken over for Pete, who came in last last year, um, to uh, do something small, just as a little initiation slash punishment, since we didn't get it last year. Um, as for Steve's team, it's not that bad a team. I ended up rating it a C overall, so like middle type grade. Um, he has super hitting. I'm not going to go into exactly what I said throughout the whole PowerPoint I already sent out just because you can just read that. But the team in general has like a lot of like bigger type hitters, um, guys who can like really hit for power. Uh, Pete Alonzo, Muncie is probably the most powerful in general second baseman you can probably get, um, then you got guys like uh, Mookie, who are still always decently powerful. I know last year was a tough year for him, but Trout, Joey Gallo. So there's a lot of pop even off the bench and when Tatis gets back. Um, holding a catcher at the utility is super weird, but hey, do you. If you feel like that's the best thing for you, go for it. Um, but, like, yeah, everyone here is, like, a decently big home run hitter, except for literally, like, just Michael Brantley. Because I'm not even going to say that uh, – that, um, Gurley Torres is not a home run hitter because he could go back to the 30 homer form. Who knows? So, definitely big hitting here. Uh, pretty traditional, especially for teams just joining in. Uh, they just quickly start to realize as the years go on that people just slam the pitching and dra- drafts, the good pitching at least, and uh, those guys leave quick, so you kind of have to jump on them. So. Then Steve's pitching is where the problems arise. Uh, Lance Lynn... He drafted on, on not fully understanding he was going to be straight on the IL. That's okay. Hopefully he'll only be out like a month and a half or so. Um, but then the other guys he has, actually some of them I, I like. They aren't bad. Uh, Jose Barrios. Uh, Manuel Clase is great. Uh, Kimbrel's volatile because we don't know exactly how much he is definitely going to close to the Dodgers. Um, he still is in a technical platoon with Blake Trinan. But 
he uh, is is definitely if he gets the full job is super solid as, as a closer. Sonny Gray is decent. Severino can't ever stay health, but he, healthy, but if he can, he should be pretty good. Michael Kopech finally getting the opportunity to start. My biggest issue with them is there's just a lot of question marks and bets on people to stay healthy with Jose Barrios having to lock it all down. And Jose Barrios is a guy who can technically throw a high three, low four ERA year in and year out. Um, so it's asking a lot for him to hold you down. Uh, you know, but not a bad team at all. And uh, they ended up getting, I believe, rated uh, eighth out of everyone, which doesn't sound great, but it really isn't that bad. Um, next coming up, Iron Dome. Big Luke. Uh, played pretty much every season. It has played every season. The winning percentage of 45.3 with three overall winning seasons. Uh, has His best record was in the 2020 year where he won his championship. Uh, and has had three playoff appearances um, over those 10 seasons with the championship that I mentioned. Um, Iron Dome's got a pretty nice team this year, at least in my opinion. Obviously, this is all opinion-based. And all these things can change based off of how the season goes with injuries and stuff like that. But... Again, another solid team of hitting. Um, like, if you can get good, solid hitting this year, it seems to be really nice, but you need to back it with good pitching. Um, and we'll get to that and the difference between, like, Iron Dome and, and someone like Steve's elite team. Uh, God, I, I hate even saying it. Um, but, yeah, so he's got big pop. Guys of Vlad Guerrero, you know, uh, huge amount of homers last year. Um, Rafael Devers uh, and Nelson Cruz. Mitch Hanniger, as long as he can play as much as we think he can. And then, like, good guys like Jorge Polanco, who get a lot of pop from his position. And, and Winker, who can hit a decent amount of bombs. And uh, Yelich, who hopefully spurns back and becomes more of a player. Ozuna is a guy who could pop 30. So there's just a bunch of pop again. And then Wander Franco is just that big elite X card where you're, like, hoping that he pops off to be, like, the next big superstar. Uh, which is very likely. It could definitely happen, so... Strong hitting overall. Weaker at catcher, but I like Kiebert as a good uh, guy. He's going to get you at least average. You know that for sure. Uh, he, he's done it all throughout the minor leagues. So he's going to be able to hit the ball. It's whether the power is going to come around. And if it does, he could be super great. Um, the bigger thing here ends up being the pitching. The difference between him and uh, someone like Steve's elite team, ugh, gross, is that the pitching is just a bit stronger, enough to make him go from a jump from being considered Steve's lead team at 8th. Iron Dome's ranked 4th. Um, some decent bets and some guys. There's a lot of not super awesome ERA guys. But the difference here with Iron Dome's team is that I know what they're going to put out. It's a starting pitcher team. So innings, getting you wins and Ks, is what is essential. And almost everyone on his team can pitch 140 Ks plus. Uh, and will pitch innings. Like I think only Lazardo uh, is a guy who pitched like not a whole lot of innings last year, but it's also because he got dropped to the minors because he was so poor. Um, other than that, like all the guys can pitch like good innings if if uh, you know injury sticks with him. Uh, Manoa is a guy who pitched less innings, but he was you know in the minor leagues. It's gonna come down really to Urquidy. And Gallon. Um, those two have to stay healthy. Those are the two only question marks. So you got Means, Savali, Luis Garcia, Manoa, Freddie Peralta. All these guys who are just like going to be like guys who shouldn't get hurt. Hopefully Matt's can stay healthy too, actually. I should mention that. He didn't get hurt last year, but 
he is often hurt. If all those guys can stay true and stay healthy, I think this team can put up enough Ks and wins uh, and hopefully win some weeks in ERA and whip. And if they do all those types of things, at least on occasion, with the strong hitting, um, you know, that could be this could be another strong team again. The only issue I see on the hitting side of things is that it lacks speed. So now you're asking 100% for at least like two pitching categories every week. He's going to have to outwin and out-K K people He's, oh, just to get a win. Uh, if he can end, needs to still win the other four categories. So Still, though, I think Iron Dome can be a pretty strong team this year, even though his pass is not super awesome. Who cares? He won 2020, so shut up about it. Um, he gave him an overall B-minus grade, which is not, not, not too bad at all. Um, next up. Playboy Roy, six total seasons, just under uh, 50% at 48.3%, with one winning season over those six seasons. Only one, which is surprising, because he's actually had some some playoff runs, specifically two, where he was in the championship, and yet that season he wasn't even technically a winning team, which was last year. Uh, he was only one game under, but that's technically not a winning season, so... Uh, his best years in 2019, 123, 82, and 15, great year. Has not won a championship yet. Uh, and he's this year, I believe I have him ranked at uh, 7, which is right above um, Parkridge Pool Pals. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been saying this whole time. Steve's elite team is 8. He's 9. That's my fault. Uh, Playboy Roy is 7. Um, a team that is, for him, um, weak in hitting. Because the strategy he always puts out, uh, although they're doing well today, um, is the strong hitting, which it is strong. I'm not saying it's not strong. It's a strong hitting team, but it's normally overpowering. And then he'll, again, just like Iron Dome's type of strategy type thing, uh, he's going to over- overwhelm you with the pitching. Um, and I just feel like specifically this year, the hitting is, like, pretty good. It's, like, top five, but it's not, like, top three. It's not, like, a, a team that I'm going to sit here and guarantee every week they uh, beat other teams Easily. Uh, Real Muto's a great catcher. Goldie's great. I think Segura's only okay. Rendon is like the most injury-prone player in the world. Bobby Witt and Bo Bichette, great shortstops. Guriel would need to match his best career season ever uh, last year to still be like fantasy viable. So I'm not a huge fan of Yuli. Um, Martez is still a stolen base guy, which should be perfect. Um because he's going to need those big time. Because him and then like Bo, if they can get enough stolen bases, they can be pretty good, good in stolen bases week after week. Uh, Conforto's not even signed yet and coming off of a bad year. So I don't know what to think about him. Uh, Carlson, eh. Kana, eh. But then you got Soto. And Soto's going to be massive. We all know it. So Soto mixed with like Bichette, Goldie, and stuff like that is like the big hitters here. And then it comes down to Bellinger. This is how this team transforms. You got, like, the Rosarenas, the Juan Sotas, stuff like that, who are, like, pretty good. This team, tra- well, Juan Soto is more than pretty good, but those are the guys that are pretty good with Juan Soto. If Bellinger can go back to being that type of guy, even even in that area, uh, this then goes to, like, a B-plus type hitting team, which would be a top three. Um, that's what this team needs, is Bellinger actually ends up being a huge X factor here, especially for how late he went. Uh, and then the pitching, I gave it a C. Uh, there's just not uh, much um, depth, and the high-end options are kind of yikes. Um, like DeGrom, obviously already out for a little bit. Um, who knows? He might be back in like two months because he's going to have to ramp back up. 
Uh, but when DeGrom is back, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, if not the best. Uh, last year, he had 40, 150 Ks and 92 freaking innings with a 1.08 ERA and a .5 whip. That's just, like, stupid. It's, like, unheard of. Um, so if he can come back and do anything like that, then that's a massive upgrade to everything going on here. But when right now his current uh, top guy is Blake Snell, trust me, I've run that before. You don't want to. He's just super volatile. He walks the shit out of people. Not fun. Same with Herman Marquez. Both my pitchers last year like him, but they just have a chance to be too volatile. And then I just don't think that the guys underneath back it up enough. Um, like, are, are really consistent enough to do it. Like Tristan McKenzie coming out of relief to start the season. Not ideal. Um, Sandoval, Montgomery, two, like, okay, decent picks. Carrasco I don't love. Corbin, he just picked up today. Game already got delayed, unfortunately. He was supposed to pitch. He's not great. It's really going to come down to Nola, Snell, and Marquez needing to be really good. And the other guys having to do enough to stick with them and and just put in counting stats. It could happen. But I just think compared to other teams, the pitching is way more volatile than others. So C-plus overall, I believe ranked them at 7. And we go over to Pool Pals which is a little bit better of a record than the last three. Uh, 48.9%, five winning seasons over 10 total seasons. Uh, Had a great year in 2012 when the season first actually started out and uh, has had six playoff appearances, two top three finishes uh, in those 10 years. He just hasn't had them as much of recent um, because he's just been had rough years. Um, The Pool Pals, I ranked them... uh, Let's see. Yeah, I ranked them... Third to last. They're the ones who are actually eighth. Um, with B hitting as well. I thought the hitting is decent. Um, I'm kind of going long on these a little bit, so I'm going to try and hurry up. Uh, I like the Ben Seiya Suzuki, especially for where they got him. Uh, Hunter Renfro is like coming off of a great year. Will he repeat? Very possibly not, but he doesn't even have to. If he He's his fourth outfielder. If he just does really well. Um, Aloy Menez is a great bet. Tucker, um, especially he was falling because people didn't really feel like he was a top... 15 top guy, type guy. He got him at a good value. Correa has some pop for shortstop drives and runs. And there's a bunch of guys, and Jose Breu with the RBIs is just nuts. So there's a bunch of guys here that are like potentially going to put up the counting stats. It's again an issue of the stolen bases um, and how much will that affect the fact that they need to win all those other categories week by week. Um, should be fine, but you never know. Um, two pitchers are already starting off straight up on the IL. Which is why I gave them a C minus grading overall. Because it kind of goes Garrett Cole, great. And then it drops to you Darvish, which you Darvish is not far from bad. Uh just, you know, he can be also volatile too. Like kind of like I was talking about some other people's staffs. Um But regardless, like, he's gonna get you K's. He should get wins with San Diego, and he'll probably just end in like a low fours. Um, normally. Or he has one of those crazy seasons like 2020 and murders. Uh, you got Liam Hendricks, who I love. So those top three are the ones that I'm, like, really in on. They're, like, super great. Obviously, they're high-end pitchers, so not hard to say that. But then Sale and Clevenger, both starting on the IL. Leaving Gallegos, who's, like, a fringe closer who might not get the full role. Wainwright, who's, like... Wainwright should be, like, just fine. He's like If he keeps pitching like last year, that's the, an amazing pick. Uh, it's just the fact that he's another year older, 
I mean, but you could say the same argument last year. It's just years before last year, he wasn't quite this dominant. And all of a sudden, he seemed to figure something out last year that made him great. But it could happen again. You never know. Uh, like, he would have to match career year. Do it again. Um, that'd be awesome. Ranger Suarez, coming off of the easily best year of his career, he was never good before last year. So it's a bet on him. I like the Cal Contral bet. Uh, Milo Pagan doesn't seem like he's getting the role at, as a closer, so he might just be a drop. And then Gonsolin and Hunter Green at the bottom being guys that you kind of hope, like, be really good. Uh, Gonsolin holding on to the fifth spot with the Dodgers. Um, that's great, but he often gets phased out after a while. I don't know why, because every time he starts for them, he does well. So hopefully he sticks. And Hunter Green, huge prospect, great pickup at, towards the end of the draft to, you know, anchor the whole rotation. So I don't hate it. It's just, like, the middle part scares me. But if a lot of those guys work out, then the staff ends up being pretty damn good. If I'm being honest, and his ranking and every and who he is in general changes from a C overall to something a lot better, and we'll have to see. So, not a bad team. Uh, I really don't think any team is bad. I want to make that very clear. Every team is actually pretty damn good. So, yeah. Then we got the Skankies. Widely regarded as normally like the best team, just because they've won so much, three championships, which is the most out of anybody. Um, just over 50% winning percentage, so his, his regular season stuff is lesser. It's about not letting him in the playoffs or else he does super well. Uh, last year was his best ever record, 125, 88, and 7. And he's had seven playoff appearances in 10 seasons. So he's done enough to at least always get in, and he always finishes in the top three because he does well in the playoffs. Um, so Skankies are forced to be reckoned with for sure. And I believe I've ranked them, what, sixth? Yes, yeah, sixth. Um... Again, I'm going to try and hurry this up. Gave them a B- and a B- on both of his rankings, which is actually not bad at all. It's pretty balanced. But C-plus in general, just because I felt like both teams didn't have extreme pop or luster to what was going on. Um, hitting is like it's pretty good. Um, Duvall has to end up being as good as he was last year to be like fantasy viable. Uh, he's at 37 because that average, if is if he's not hitting 37 homers, that average is unacceptable to keep on your team. Um, and he needs to drive in that kind of run. Uh, Acuna hopefully comes back and it completely brings this team to another level. Because Chris Bryant being the number one outfielder, not exactly what you want. But Tyler O'Neill, he can keep progressing and going better. Eddie Rosario, if he can stay healthy, he can have a good year. Charlie Blackman just like an anchor at the bottom. Austin Riley would have to have another career year. There's guys here who could do it. It's just some. a lot of them are going to have to stay healthy. A lot of these guys ended up only playing like half seasons last year because of injury, um, including Gary, who, who who got injured only for a little bit, but also you know his at-bats are always going to be a little bit limited. Uh, Cattell Marte injured. Um, who else? Uh, Schwarber got injured. Uh, Eddie Rosario got injured. Tyler O'Neill got injured for a small amount of time. So... And Loriano suspended to start the season, who he only picked up, so it's not the end of the world. But hitting's not bad. It's just, like I said, no one's there who, like, blows me away and thinking, like, oh, like, this guy's going to be anchor for them until Acuna comes back. And that might bring this team to another level. So good, good by him to get that snag a little bit later. Um, Pitching-wise, um, the high end of the pitchers, awesome, man. Like... When he got Scherzer and Burns, I know he wasn't super thrilled because he wanted some big hitting, but I thought it was, like, great. Like, super great to get those two to start off. Um, Logan Webb's a good bet as a young guy who can continue to do well. Pablo Lopez is always pretty solid, but can get injured. Uh, same with Ian Anderson. 
here's my thing. A lot of the guys down below after that, I'm just like super eh about. Um, Ian Anderson's all right. Like I said, injury history. And then on top of that, just super just average. Kind of gets a high whip sometimes, letting too many people on base walking. Uh, Barlow is going to be like, he's the closer for them, but it's for Kansas City. So, eh. Both those Detroit pitchers have are still young and might still need some time to get more crisp. Uh, Jake McGee might start the season as the closer. There's a lot of other options there. Uh, Bailey Ober, I'm not even going to mention him, like trash, trash boy. Um, so it's just the pitching just felt, everything felt like a little underwhelming to me. But maybe it's a little bit of bias I'm putting towards him for how good I normally expect his teams to be. So, maybe, and we'll see. Uh, now we get on to the start of the Fab Four, which is actually all the teams who uh, have the best winning percentages in general. Doesn't mean the most championships, although I think we do. We. Whoops. Sorry. Um, but also the best overall winning percentages. And Tyler's just beating out Skankies at 51% and five winning seasons over nine total seasons uh, and six playoff appearances. Um Astronomical Vibrators. This year, I ranked them pretty high. I believe I ranked them third. Yeah. Uh, liked the hitting a lot, and I thought the pitching was solid. Um, Salvi is, like, the best catcher you can probably get. Uh, he just needs to do what he did last year, even three-fourths of it. And he's probably the best catcher in baseball, um, especially for fantasy. Uh, Reese Hoskins is a good bet, but he gets injured. But when he plays, man, he's got power. Simeon's got to repeat. Um, even again, three fourths of what he did. He's a top end second baseman. Jose Ramirez has the stolen bases. Uh, it's just in general, I feel like this team meshes well together. You got the big stolen base guy in Jose with a few other guys that are pretty good. And if Mundesi stays active, having Jose and Mundesi stealing bags, it's going to win you some weeks. Oh, and not to mention Byron Buxton. So this team could end up actually being have three elite stolen base guys on top of having the pop of. Jose Ramirez, Marcus Simeon, Reese Hoskins, Salvi, even Dansby, I'll even say. Uh, Voight could end up having a great year and doing something. JD is always pretty good. Uh, hey, Buxton, it can also hit big homers. Brandon Lau, Bryce Harper, all guys who can hit 30 homers. So mixing all that together, the only issue might be a bit of batting average. I know the batting average isn't super high for this team, but batting average is always kind of a fringe one where you never know who's going to win anyway because the other team you can play – just poorly in that area that week. Uh, it's a lot more volatile, so you never know. And the pitching, I like. I, I like it. I'm not normally a huge fan of Tyler Astronomical Vibrate Tours pitching. I like it. Sandy is not, like, the most lovable number one starter, but when you mix him with Max Freed, Trevor Rogers, Valdez, I don't hate it at all. Uh, you got to bet on Flaherty. Uh, who we took later, uh, I think like 150, 160, right? Let me see. Um, 154 uh, because of the injury. And when he comes back, that changes this whole rotation. Joe Ryan's an okay bet. Noah, Syndergaard, come off injury, can maybe do something. So there are some guys volatile here, but they're all plus, plus signs. Where if they can do these things, like at half the level of what they're normally expected to do and even pitch. Even they pitch at a 4 year rate, but maybe Cindy gets the Ks. Or Joe Ryan doesn't get the Ks, but, you know, he pitches a great whip, something like that. I think those other starters and, and closers can hold up the stats enough to make their volume important. So I, I like this team, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, that's bit of all I really need to say about that. He's got. I, I like the team for sure. Uh, ended up being uh, third overall with a B, uh, B grading. Um, you go over to me. I'm gonna make mine short because it's me. I'm the only one who cares about what my team's going on with. So, my team. I ended up rating pretty damn high. I believe I ranked myself second. Um, I currently technically don't have a catcher, but it's just because Adley Rushman, you know, isn't starting in the majors quite yet. So figuring that situation out, but the hitting is really strong. Bunch of big, big hitters and big pop and story. Olsen, Javi, Corey Seager, uh, Jared Walsh, Aaron Judge, Luis Robert, Tay Oscar. Some definitely big hitters. And then you have Otani in the utility spot. And then at the, at the starting pitching. Um, he anchors, anchors the starting pitching in one person, which is great, starting pitching and hitting. Uh, with Robbie Ray, won a Cy Young last year. We can't forget that, but he does even scare me, and I took him. So there's that. Chapman, Tyler Mayle had, came off, coming off a pretty good year. Sean Manaya is regarded as a pretty good pitcher. Grinky, pretty damn good. Hunjin Ryu is always very solid. So there's like a, a decent staff. I think the staff is pretty good, especially when Le- Luis Castillo comes back from injury. I just think the hitting is great. And if the hitting can anchor this team and they can win enough pitching categories on occasion, you know, can be a pretty good team. So there's that. There's only two more. We're going over to Brett, who's had a pretty successful amount of years. Um, oh, by the way, so so I've had eight playoff appearances in 10 seasons. 54.7 winning percentage, and I had a great year in 2016 with two overall championships. I'll say that. And now we go to Brett. So he's been in here for six seasons, uh, a little bit less because we actually moved away from him. He played the first ever season. Then we were trying to get like some friends up, and then we were like, you know what? Brett, pay attention better than all of them. Let's get Brett back. And uh, he ended up, he still kills it. 55.3 winning percentage. Had a great year in, in that first year, 2012, when he murdered. He just fell short to his brother, though. Uh, with four playoff appearances in six seasons with a championship, uh, I believe in 2016 or something like that, or maybe 18. Um, has been super awesome, and his team I ranked pretty high this year. Fourth, uh, a same situation to his brother, honestly. The hitting uh, is pretty damn solid, as a lot of guys I like all around, with the pitching just having a few more question marks than I would want. I love Rodone. I, re- I kind of really like Musgrove as well, and Bieber. But after you get that, McClanahan is just, he's so limited sometimes by his team. Tampa Bay not always pitching him enough. But he got 10 wins out of last season and only 120 innings. So, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Verlander, 39 years old, coming off of season-ending injury from last year and having to come back. Scary. Eduardo Rodriguez, I just hate him. I think he's so bad. But he could get some wins with Detroit being better this year. Uh, Taylor Rogers just lost his role. Uh, literally just lost it, so he's probably a drop now. Uh, loses out on a closer there. So really the only closer this team has is Camilo Duvall, which I, I think is a good bet to get saves, but saves down the line. Um, it seems like, I like I said earlier, Jake McGee is going to be the San Fran starting closer. Uh, so it's really just the only closer this team has is Barlow, which almost feels like it maybe should just punt saves. Or he needs to really work that waiver wire and find some guys who are getting saves to their team. So just the relievers were really underwhelming, with the starters being pretty good. But, you know, John Gray, Logan Gilbert, and Eduardo Rodriguez could literally all end up in the mid-fours. That would really hurt this team if they let it hurt them and continue to pitch them and play them. But if they can find good waiver wire pickups of pitchers and get rid of those guys if 
they end up doing that type of performance, this, the, the pitching will be just fine and the hitting will be great. With uh, big stolen bases, you know, they got Trey Turner, always going to steal. Witt, always going to steal. And Albies can steal a bit too. So two elite guys at least can always get you some, some weeks of winning. Uh, with big pop from like guys like Mountcastle, Jordan, Matt Chapman. He, I don't like him a whole lot, but where he got him, it was a great pick. Uh, but he has pop. Nick Castellanos, pop from second base and Ozzy. Um, you know, Josh Donaldson, if he can stay healthy. You know, they're, they're, it's a pretty good team. Um, I, I definitely like this team this year. And then we go to the last one, Mr. Fear Boners, the number one regular season record, 56 0.5% winning percentage, which is just stupid. That's like almost 200 wins over losses. Uh, absolutely nuts. Did great in 2015. Has had made the playoffs every freaking year. Every year on only has one championship. It's the opposite of the Skankies. Skankies have like literally like six full percent less in winning percentages, but when they make the playoffs, they make a count. And Fear Bones just hasn't been able to make any good, great, sustained runs. So hopefully he starts to change that and get some more championships under his belt. But he's got the one. So it's not like it's nothing. Um, but Fear Boners, big team. I think the hitting is, is going to end up being generally underrated. It's pretty good hitting. Uh, bets and guys who are just like consistent. Like Justin Turner. Consistent is going to sound wrong, but Francisco Lindor. Even if... He does what he just did last year. It wouldn't kill you. Like, if that's his, his, his floor, that's a good floor. But let's be honest, he's going to do better than that, and we all know it. Jose Altuve is Jose Altuve. I hate him, but yes, he's good. Uh, Freddie Freeman's probably going to have one of the best years of his life on the Dodgers. Hopefully he gets more RBIs this year. When I had him last year, that was the only annoyance with him was only 83 RBIs for an elite hitter when he has all those other stats. It was just a little frustrating, but that's going to change on this team. Then you get the solid guys in the outfield, like Reynolds, Stanton, Guriel always can drive in runs. Meadows hopefully gets some more ABs this year. He's almost a lock for 100 RBIs every year, even even no matter his average. And Freeman Reyes, 400 at-bats last year with 30 homers, 80 RBIs. Awesome. And he really loves Grishik. I'm not the biggest fan. But in general, I think this team comes out to like a B hitting, which is like a top five type hitting, but um, not quite like top, like the top three guys that are like you expect to be marauders, if you will. The pitching is where this te- this team completely changes. To have Strasburg on the IL and still have I know he just like picked up Strasburg, but still Strasburg, Strasburg, and when coming back, he still can be a good middle of the road guy. You add him with Walker Bueller, Zach Wheeler. Rizzo Iglesias, who should have a career year. Charlie Morton. Chris Bassett. Corey Knable has a firm role in his job in Philly. Kyle Hendricks. Coming off of the worst year of his career, he can only really go up from there. Clayton Kershaw. Marcus Stroman. So the only pitching staff that this is worse than is uh, the show, which I'm going to get to last uh, to talk about. But the show is really the only one whose pitching tip is worse than because they overfocus pitching. This team didn't even need to overfocus pitching, and they still have this strong a team in, in, in the pitching category. So really, I think that Fear Bones is currently, if I had to pick one, would be my favorite to win it all. But you never know. Uh, anything can change. Uh, anything can change over a season. Uh, but yes, last one. 
got the show. I actually unfortunately skipped it and started off. It's my bad. Um, just a, a, a mix up because I went to someone. Uh, yeah, okay. We're good. Right. Yeah. The show has played four total seasons. Um, 40 winning percentage was not great. It's specifically, his two seasons that he played in the past were really bad. These two more recent have been better. Uh, his best season was the 2020 season, uh, where he just was above 500, but unfortunately missed the playoffs. So he's actually never made a playoff appearance yet. But this year, I gave him a C- minus grading, which was 10th. Last in the league, I, I ranked him 10th because his hitting is terrible. We'll get to that. But the pitching is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Everyone there is a guy I can trust. Dylan Cease, Julio Arias, Brandon Woodruff, Kevin Gossman coming off of... Didn't he just, like... He had, he, he had a Cy Young bid, too? Or he, he did win Cy Young? I don't know. I can't remember. But, yeah. He was awesome. Yavaldi uh, being one of your worst pitchers is, like, really not that bad at all. Uh, Frankie Montes... Lucas Giolito, and then you mix them with closers like Edwin Diaz, Kenley Jansen, Ryan Presley, Josh Hader, who are all guys who literally have good holds in their jobs, which is hard to find. Great. It's the best pitching staff there probably is. Uh, beats out fear boners by an, uh, an okay amount. Uh, it's just here's where the hitting comes from, uh, the issue. Dalton Varsho, I get what they're doing. You know, they're, they're trying to get all guys in every position that can steal bags. Uh, or at least somewhat can steal bags and try and win stolen bases, try and maybe snag an average here and there, but the average is also not good for this team. Um, but you, like I said, you never know with average. You can win week some weeks uh, and then have that pitching carry and win literally all five categories because the pitching is good fleshed out from relievers to starters. Could it work? It very well could. Just the on the eye test at the beginning of the season – I rank them the lowest because the pitching is just such a detriment. I'm the hitting, I'm sorry. But we'll see. You never know. All right? And that is it. And have a freaking good season. I can't wait. Sorry for making it so long. Let me make it longer for you. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, you like that? Oh, you doing so good?